Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Back to Blighty Day Fiance, colon, Sister Blights. We've talked about this before. I think in retrospect, it should have been Sisters Blight, but here we are. My name is Michelle. <laughs> oh, really? I think it, there are many Blights. My name is Michelle. Oh, my name's Robin. That's R-O-B-I-M, which is how you uh, spell Robin. If you want to spell Robin, you spell it with a Y. We are a married, transatlantic, international, monogamous couple, and we recap reality TV shows that are mostly about relationships, I would say. Um, I mean, a lot of reality TV programs are about relationships. Yes. Uh, We don't do the property ones. Nope. Nope, we don't do those. What other kind of genres are there? Um, work-related ones, like Below Deck. Or The Apprentice. Yep, don't do those. I would quite like to do Below Deck, though. We love Below Deck. Yeah, we sure do. Come at us if you want us to do Below Deck. Yeah, if you want us to do it, we will do it. Our Patreon starts on or about October 20th. We will be covering, on our main feed, we will be covering Love is Blind. Yeah. But, um, once the Patreon starts... So do all of the other shows. Now, every now and then we'll drop what's called a date blight episode where we talk about in a less formal way about some of the other shows that we're covering. There's really nothing formal about any of these podcasts. though. (laughs) (laughs) We're not really very formal. We are dressed formally. Obviously we wear, um, I'm in a full tuxedo. Uh, Michelle's in a beautiful ball gown. You're in a Canadian tuxedo (laughs) and I'm in a denim ball gown. (laughs) Like Justin and Brittany. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we do. We get dressed up for this, don't we? We do our hair. No, 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 we don't. <laughs> Not unless we're going to be on video. Um, yeah, all right. So, any more housekeeping? Oh, yes. Um, keep a look out on our socials at Blighty Day. That's B L I G H T Y D A Y on Instagram and Twitter. Um, or on our Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays. That's B A. E-S. Um, we had a little competition going uh, over the run of the first show that we covered start to finish, which was 90 Day Fiance UK. 90 to fuck. Um, and the winners of um, our little competition, reviews that make us smile or touch our hearts or move us in some kind of way, um, will receive... Blady Day Fiance tote bags. Now, just because that little giveaway contest is finished doesn't mean you should stop leaving reviews. No, absolutely no, not. You know what, why? Well, because you can prove us wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can be like, 
you know, those fuckers who won those prizes, uh, they wrote rubbish. I can do significantly better than that. And you can essentially cause us guilt and pain. So if you want to cause us guilt and pain, and of course you do, um, please leave us some reviews. Keep going. Because we like doing competitions and things of that nature. We love engaging with our audience. We love the messages you send, the yeah. emails you write. Hey, and Alfie does too. He um, sure does. Yeah, there have been a couple of things directed at Alfie recently. And uh, and we have, we have, um, we're, we're careful to tell him all of the correspondence he receives. Um, please don't feel the reviews are a direct conduit to my child. That's not necessarily the case. So far, everything's been nice. Um, and hence the fact that he's heard everything. But you've all been very lovely. Yes. And we are legion. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I really don't. You refuse to watch the TV show. Uh, I'm not getting into that with you right now. <laughs> I'm going to start. <laughs> it's because you think it's like a Marvel thing. Yeah, it's I do a, it's, think it's it a Marvel thing. It is an thing. X-Men spinoff, but it is Noah Hawley, the guy that did Fargo. Oh, okay. I do like X-Men as well. And I don't look, I don't hate Marvel. Okay. I'm just not, it's, it's not for me. I'm not the intended audience. Um, but I do think that our next competition after you wiped the floor with me over yeah. the walking dead yeah. <laughs> overlap, yeah. I think our next Venn diagram should be Marvel. Yes. So if you are, we, did we, did this go out before? We did were, it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think that might have been our last episode. It might have been, but um, forgive us if, if we're repeating here. Uh, there was a point in time when Michelle set a challenge. She said, so, so small is the Venn diagram overlap between uh, this podcast and the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe that you will not find out there 10 people that have watched all the way through any Marvel film post Iron Man 1. No, post Iron Man two. Post Iron Man two, um, and Avengers, uh, whatever the one that everyone saw doesn't count because everyone saw that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, so no Avengers films, or just not like Endgame. Just not the one that everybody saw. Was I, that the one that I saw? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Everyone saw a lot of these films. That's kind of the point of what we're doing here. No, okay, but but there's a qualification here. Okay. <laughs> You you have to be female identifying. Yeah. And you cannot have watched it in the company of a child or children. Or a heterosexual male. Or a heterosexual male. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, can we be very clear about which Avengers movies do not qualify? Any of them or just like that last one? I'll, t- I'll take it because I'm, I'm going to say right now there's more than 10 uh, listeners who not in the company of a child or a heterosexual male have watched Black Panther. I'm sure of it. Oh, was Black Panther Marvel? Oh, you really have dug yourself a I big have. hole. All right, I take it all back. <laughs> but from superheroes to super sheroes. Oh, <laughs> I see what you do there. Do there, do there, did there. And I like what you do there, do there, did there. Thank you. Yeah. I might steal your water. Is that okay? Yeah, that's completely Ro- okay. Robin's on the white wine. I'm He's on, on our pool. favorite pick pool. Yeah. I'm going to take my coat off because the cabin is surprisingly hot. Uh, that's a really old water. Ow, 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 ow. Are you doing a Stephanie impersonation? I don't know if anyone can hear any of that. Um, <laughs> Stephanie, the fox who lives on our roof, uh, she hasn't been around today. She was in the playing field behind the house, um, disturbing some of the posh kids. Uh, (laughs) No, they weren't there today. We would know because, you guys, this is so creepy. It's like every Friday afternoon. It's like the Hunger Games or uh, Battle Royale, if you're familiar with that reference. Like, I hear these drums. Yep. And then it's like screaming children just hurling themselves yeah, shooting around like and about. arrows at each other and, you know, macheting each other's heads off. Uh, um, no, there's a very well-to-do, um, what we call in this country... Shh, don't talk about it because people will figure out where figure we live yeah oh okay okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> there's some disturbing um rhythms 
coming from the back garden, so I'm not surprised. But Stephanie the Fox was out there today. Um, Presumably she has mauled a few of those kids. We'll see. Check the papers. You figure out where we live if you read about a fox mauling some rich children. (laughs) That's where we live. We will post uh, some photos of Stephanie if anyone's interested, because I did it. Now, this is a fun little um, slice of life story. When I first arrived in England, I thought urban foxes were a myth. I thought it was something that they told, you know, expats as as a funny sort of thing. Um, as a wind up, as a joke. Yeah, no, they're they're like Un geste. our our equivalent of King Trash Can, Trash Mouth, whatever. It's Raccoons. Called. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're everywhere. <laughs> Honestly, everywhere. There's a woman on TikTok, um, Crazy Fox Lady. I think she might term herself. Who, who, um, you know the guy with the little, um, they're not squirrels, his kibibble. Oh God! The, oh, the chipmunk guy. The little yeah. chipmunk guy. Anyone she's like here? this, but for foxes. Yeah, she's like that, but with foxes. She's got names for all the community foxes. She, she gives them, like, little biscuits and stuff. Um, we're not that close, but Stephanie has slightly warmed her hearts. She's quite sweet. Yeah, we do like her. Yeah, we're the quite dogs, fond. dogs don't like her. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Anyway, from foxes to coyotes. <laughs> oh, she's done it again! Shall we head over to Coyote Pass? Um, can I bring my RV? <laughs> It's the only one in the country. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I definitely want to live in it for the rest of my life because no house is ever going to be built on this land. So the first theme that came to mind when I was watching this show is actually legacy. Uh-oh. I think that, well, I'll, I'll, I'll phrase this as a question maybe instead of sort of putting my opinion. So uh, like on a scale of... As you should, because, you know, as the patriarch, um, I should be the, the font of knowledge. So by all means, ask why. Yes. So on a scale of like um, Libby from 90 Day Happily Ever After's dad, Chuck. Right. On a scale of uh, <laughs> of Chuck Pothast to King Lear. Um, is where there a is, difference? <laughs> where is Cody Brown? <laughs> In Which, terms- hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't stop with that. Why? If who's um um Cordelia in the pot pot hast? Yeah, Libby, obviously. Libby's She's got- the favorite. Who's Reagan? Um Ostrich Face. Right. Who's Goneril? Goneril <laughs> is um you know, that one. Uh for- Jen. Jen. Yeah. What? To uh, to describe Jen, what did you do with your face there? You, nobody nobody needs to know. You pulled a kind of a Sean for a life after lockup beaver d- face. Look, it's not for me to <laughs> to criticize another woman's looks. Did I just call Becky ostrich face? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Um, but oh, that's they undeniable. Are, they are fair game. The rules. Anyway, do not let's apply. not let's not wade too far into that. Oh, so on a so scale of Chuck, Chuck to. to King Lear. What was King Lear's first name? I feel uncomfortable. Did he have one? Is What's it just he... Lear? Is it like King Charles? Is it just yeah. King Lear? Yeah. It's Isn't not it? like Dave Lear or something. No, I don't think so. Okay. Right. Lear. It feels weird thinking of that as his first name. But fine. From Chuck to Lear. Yeah. You could ask the question. Now. Where? Okay. <laughs> well, do you see how, how you kind of confused me there? Okay, so from Chuck to Lear, where is Cody on the sort of Oof. like, oh my God, I'm going to die one day and this is what I'm leaving behind? But is kinda. that a scale? Because I think that Chuck is already quite some You way. think he's already there? Yeah. Okay. I think he cares quite greatly about like his legacy and what he's leaving behind. And like the fact that his family's in disarray and all of that stuff. He's kind of, I mean, I don't want to like double down on the dragon here, but he's kind of viscerousing, isn't he, Chuck? Don't you think? I think. Yeah. That's why he like took Andre on to like be his, you know, protege and stuff because he knew that Charlie couldn't be that. But see, now that you've opened the the um game of throneverse 
that puts even more people in play. But do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. See, I think Chuck is still steeped in denial. I don't oh. think he's really there yet. Okay. Disregarding the way you phrase your question, although it was good fun and I enjoyed playing with it, um, I don't think Cody gives a flying fuck about his legacy. I think Cody only thinks about the present um, and himself. I truly don't think he cares. Like, his kids turn 18 and he wants them sort of out of the house anyway. This is not a man who thinks about the future. I mean, to wit, he bought Coyote Pass and has no intention of actually building on it, particularly, because he wants to be the martyr who never got to, because these damn women, you know? So he'll do these things. He lives completely in the moment. He doesn't think about the future in any way. If he did, he wouldn't be in this mess. You think? Yeah, I don't think he cares about legacy. Other than that kind of arrogant way that a lot of men feel like, I must leave my mark on this world. But that's almost like projecting your presence into the future. There's a very big difference. A lot of people struggle with the concept of, like, death and what mm-hmm. it means to not be around. Right. A lot of people, when they think about it, they think about, like, if they had to watch what the world looks like without them, right? But they still position themselves in the future in a kind of like a nebulous, ghosty kind of way, right? My perspective is very different. You don't get to see what the world looks like without you because you're not there. You don't have an opinion. It doesn't matter. You're not relevant in any way. But Cody, he's one of those people that's that's like, to the extent he thinks about the future, it he cares about how the future will make him feel even though he'll be dead and he won't have any feelings. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I hear what you're saying. How does that square with with being um, part of a church that basically says, you know, the more children you have, the bigger your celestial kingdom? Yeah. But that, again, that's... That's about the belief. It's it's the same kind of thing, this belief that you will pertain in, in like the afterlife in a way that's kind of very much like the present. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm not being terribly clear. People can't understand any other mode of being than the kind of conscious mode on earth that they currently have. Like I'm around, my days last 24 hours. Right. I have thoughts and feelings and time works in a you know, a linear fashion. They can't understand any other kind of mode of being. So for Cody, when he thinks about like a celestial life in heaven, what he's actually thinking about is like having built fucking coyote bars. <laughs> That's what it is to him. He can't think of anything else. He, he, it's just like his current life, but richer. So like, And where everyone <laughs> obeys him more. Because apparently that's heaven for everyone else too. So for him, do you think the celestial kingdom is him, Rabine, Mary, and Janelle? Except it's not really Mary and Janelle because they do exactly what he wants all the time. They don't have the same kind of autonomy, and his his life is just pretty oh, yeah. much the same. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's him and all his wives, but all his wives are him <laughs> with their faces, maybe, or probably not even their faces. To be honest, it's probably him with him with his Cody wives. I imagine. I think that's probably what what he dreams of. He dreams of complete control. I mean, that boy, oh boy, don't did we that... all? No. I don't. I'm the opposite. You know this about me. Yeah, I do. I have a huge problem making decisions that impact other people's lives. I do not feel like I have that right. To the point of weakness, I'd say. I'm, I'm like the opposite. Um, all my patriarchy got smashed. Well, I think it, it didn't get smashed. I think it, it turned into codependence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you're aware of it. I'm very aware of it. Yeah. I, I cannot I can't let go of the impact of my actions, opinions, feelings, things I say, and what, what that does to other people. So I inherit other people's shame and other people's responsibility, and that's me. Um, Whereas Cody couldn't give a fuck. It, it's almost like he's in he's in like a hazmat suit that protects him from other people's wants, needs, feelings. It's an ironic name, seeing as how his name actually Begins the word codependent. <laughs> he couldn't be less codependent, could he? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess what I'm struck by... What would by, it be to be codependent? I don't want to know. Um, 
we need some psychologist friends. Can we coin a new term? Like the opposite of codependent is codependent. Can we make that happen? Can we write to like some institute? You say that, but he goes out of his way to... He always says that he's trying to do what's in the best of... The best interests of his family. Yeah, but what he means by that is... No, he- I'm not talking about what he means, okay? I'm talking about what he says. He says again and again and again, I'm trying to protect other people. I'm trying to make everyone happy. I'm trying to keep everyone safe. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Robine's name should be changed to everyone. Ah, no. You might be right. I don't know. Because again, a uh, little recap reminder for y'all. I'm quite new to this. Um, I'm very new to this. This season is my first. Um, so I don't know how bad Rabine is. I've heard some things. Um, my feeling is when he says he wants everything to be better for everyone else, what he actually means is I don't want to hear anyone else's bullshit or complaining. I think that's what he means. Um, he doesn't actually care if other people have a bad time. He just doesn't want it to affect him in any way. Complete monomaniac, I would say. Yeah. 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 I think that's putting it mildly. And I think it applies to Robine as well. I think you can see it all over her face. Oh God. I mean, she could not wait to make Christine's announcement all about her. Yeah. She couldn't wait. She knew that, that that's what was coming. You saw her do the, the blinking, you saw the quotation mark eyebrows kind of... I'm impressed. I discovered today that's a thing on the internet so that people think their eyebrows look like quotation marks. Yep. I want to say I independently observed that today, which means it must be true. It's yeah. not something someone said once and everyone else went along with. I also went, her eyebrows were apostrophes. I guess what what I think about is there's there's 18 children, right? Going back to the theme, going back to the theme of legacy and uh and thoughts about what we leave behind, who we leave behind, all of those things. Right. I just I can't imagine having a mindset of okay, I have I have alienated the significant majority of my 18 children. Yeah. The ones that he calls the click, right? <laughs> the gossip club or whatever he calls them. But it's like when he says, I've, I've been my whole marriage with uh, everyone saying they're going to leave me. Right. Exactly. Does, yeah. Um, That's fine. I just, I just think, you know, when you're, and I think he's, he's battling, you know, maybe with, maybe with hair loss, you know, maybe with the receding re- hairline. Was the hair thing more apparent this week than any other I week? I really felt like it was. The hat that he was wearing, <laughs> there was a gap. Like, he was wearing the visor. Yeah, he was wearing the visor. Yeah? So you can see the hair at the top, and then there was this space. Yep. Right? Yep. The space behind the temple. Not like, when your hair recedes... When we're all young, our hair's lovely and it's well ahead of our temples, right? And then as your hair recedes, it comes back to the temple. His was back by his ears. It really was. Yeah. And it it started... It almost made me wonder, sorry, it almost made me wonder if that visor had like hair attached to it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like those kind of fairly offensive Rastafarian hats. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the case. Oh, man. We could make a killing during Halloween selling <laughs> Labradoodle hats, hats <laughs> with Cody's locks. Uh, let us know if uh, you'd like a Blighty Day fiance <laughs> merchandise line and if you'd like Cody hats to be part yes, of Yes, let us know if you want your Cody Brown hat to be in the form of a visor or a baseball cap. Every time I hear Cody Brown... It's the brown bit. I never really think of his surname, but I immediately think of Charlie. Of course. Um, not the Charlie we were referring to earlier. Oh, I was like... <sighs> but I'm, in my head, all of a sudden, this is like a spin-off of the Peanuts universe, and my brain just goes... Boom. Well, he very much embodies... Um, he absolutely does the Charlie Brown rain cloud oh, yeah. kind of sulk march. And Rabine is Lucy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had never seen it before. Yeah. Well, Lucy has a lot more um, 
funnily enough, the only word I can think of is gall. Gall. Than, uh, than <laughs> Rob Hine does. Um, so moving on to the next theme, we have, we started with legacy. We're moving on to what makes a home. Oh. Is it the people there? Is it Clearly the house not. you live in? Is it the fifth wheel? Yeah. Now, I'm not... Um, we all know what a third wheel is, <laughs> but now we've discovered what a fifth wheel is. For, forgive me, because I'm not... This is not a lifestyle with which I am even uh, minimally acquainted with. No. I have no desire to live out of a van um, or an RV or... Those things are pretty nice. A motorhome. My ex... Uh, my first American wife, um, her aunt and uncle had a similar looking RV that was parked out front of their house. Um, and I never got to go in it, but I looked at it from the outside and I went, yeah, I could live in that. It was shiny and huge. I have nothing against it. I'm happy that people are happy living that way. I personally am not for the same reason I wouldn't be happy living on a houseboat. And it's because I don't want to carry my own poo-poo. Right. That's what Alfie's for. He doesn't carry my poo-poo. But he is the poop smith. He is the poop smith. He does um, gather the dog poop from the yard. Have we talked enough about poop? I'm just saying that's it. That's a deal breaker for me. I An need... RV, I think it's probably right. Um, it just depends how long for, but I think those things are quite nice. Honestly, you wouldn't notice in, in a thing like that that you weren't living in a house, really. Apart from, I agree with you, the sewage and the electricity issue. Like, they're kind of like, they can get some propane. I get that. You can have like a generator, but honestly, living full time off a generator is miserable. And catastrophic for the environment and noisy awful really awful i mean there's other solutions and a place like that they should probably be considering solar before they consider like you know massive propane generators um at least for part i mean like (laughs) there's zero thoughts about renewable energy here right it's it did bother me like you're in this kind of i mean look it's not really my kind of landscape but it's ostensibly beautiful and you the first thing you want to do is have a massive fire burning in the middle of it spilling out smoke 24 7 well done well done the browns um but the sewage issue is a huge thing and there's a guy that comes yeah but where does your drinking water come from? I guess you have a guy that comes and brings a load of water all the time. Again, but how do you know how much you, you're going to need? That's the thing. It, but it, I'm sure they've worked this out. Family of... Look, how many people are there, right? It's... Um, Janelle and Savannah. Janelle and Savannah. Savannah's a 17-year-old girl. I think she was 16 at the time. How much water does a 17-year-old girl get through? Quite a bit. Yeah, I would I would have thought so. They're quite aqueous, aren't they? Look, let's not let's not get into the granular detail but here. Cody, so you're, Cody's gonna be there one night a month. <laughs> if that. But look, I I'm, I, sh- I'm I sure hear they can provide saying. the right amount. But it's a miserable way to live. It's not designed for permanence right. at all. Um So to get back to your question, does that constitute a home? I don't think anything that has wheels, if I'm honest ever really feels like you're laying down roots even if it's in the place where you want to lay down roots having said that i've got love and respect in my heart for the traveling community so what the hell do i know yeah what do you say to all the hermit crab community i say hi (laughs) leave us a review on (laughs) apple Podcasts. um I see for me, home is, is something very specific. And this is some, it's, it's a difficult thing for me to talk about really, because I, I think, um, perhaps others with my other, uh, neurodiverse individuals may have similar experiences of, you know, I, I have this very fixed idea of what home looks like and feels like, and it, it's nothing to do with, you know, how nice the the house is or nice the neighbor the neighborhood is or whatever but i i'm very sensitive to my environment i'll put it that way i yeah. i have difficulty with noise 
I have, I, I mean, it's kind of phenomenal. It's more than that with you though. It's about the emotional resonance of a place. And it's a, it's not just like you need a certain set of well, things. Well, I was it's- getting to that, but I wanted to tell everybody that we used to live outside of a bus stop and across from what would be categorized as a flop house, I think. Oh, what best. Do you remember that? It was great fun. Do you remember that? It was great fun. You guys, my mother-in-law came to stay and she like she is uh, a yenta par excellence she is in everybody's business all the time always and she cannot wait to tell you about it um but she does have a very unique perspective on things and so it's always a treat you know hearing her retell a story so one night she stayed over and then the next morning she was like oh i was i i can't do the accent cuz i don't do accents but she said oh i was up at th- at 3 a.m. and this man was talking to this woman and he was just begging her not to leave and he was saying i give you all my money and all my love and what do you give me nothing and for some reason in my head you know because she sort of like conveniently overlooks things and romanticizes them and Stuff. She she found it beautiful. She did. She, she I'm like, this is a this is a John. That's yeah. Not, yeah. This is a John and the, these are a, complaints a lady, about services rendered, you yeah, know. And a lady uh, ha, who has, you know, a great fondness for a certain pharmaceutical. Right. That's what we're talking about here. But and and no head, no was, shame, you know, sex no, no. work is work, all of those things. Absolutely no judgment. But to her, she's watching it was the most romantic thing she's yeah, ever seen. And yeah. she is watching the sort of like Don Bluth era um an american tale five goes west five goes down like that <laughs> she's watching like that version of it with like little cartoon mice yeah you know like standing at the bus stop with their tiny little like button suitcases <laughs> and their little bindles on their backs you know like arguing about corn <laughs> One day we'll be a West Coburn and it'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it was the mice that drove us out of that house in the end. (laughs) Okay. The rich wanker opposite. So that, not even opposite. So our next door, we were renting this place, okay? We had the worst neighbors. So this was also during lockdown. The guy next to us decided to build a masturbatorium. Or, uh, it was a Peloton it was, palace. It was a Peloton palace. It no. was a, not unlike the cabine, although we don't have a Peloton. We have like a knockoff. Yeah, we've got a um, knockoff palace. <laughs> but he, he wanted to, <laughs> he had to dig up his entire backyard. Now, the plumbing in London is very old. Uh, CF, the big stink, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you're digging, you're going to hit... Are you footnoting our podcast? Yes, I am. It's very good. Thank you. Um, if you're digging, you're digging into Victorian plumbing. Yeah. Now, some of these pipes have been sealed off for many years. These houses have been converted from kind of like uh, the the New York brownstone type houses where, you know, the, the kitchen is in the basement, that kind of thing. So yeah. these have all been modernized and separated and all the rest. Yeah. The basements are all ground floor apartments. Yes, exactly. And, and then the rest of the house quite often, sometimes that will be divided into two apartments. Sometimes it will be the bigger one above. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but when he started digging into this, into these pipes, he unleashed a mutant race of Victorian, of Victorian mice, mice and rats um, that chewed through the walls. Yeah, once they were out of the pipe, they came to our walls and they chewed through our walls. Yeah, not joking, you guys. And we're not dirty no. folk. No. We don't leave food out. Even we don't, Alfie. Even Alfie well. knows. Yeah. <sighs> you ever seen a, mi- a mouse running across your floor? I mean, if you live in London, it will happen. Right? Sure. You ever seen a hundred? It's not good, you guys. It, that was that was awful. Um, 
but you can laugh at it. You have our permission. We're going to need a content warning on this podcast because there are some people who are like severely mouse phobic. The best bit of that was when the agent uh, responsible for renting this place to us, he, um, <laughs> because we had dogs, he was like, oh yeah, no, the, the mice can, um, it's your dog food, you see, it's the kibble. Like for them, it, it's like a hooters. They can't resist. It's like when you go past a hooters, Weird reference for an English guy, right? And he was Maybe like, he was trying to bridge the gap. I don't even want to tell this story. No, I don't think you do either. Let's uh, not. Let's not. Let's leave it there. Let's just say the guy lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Janelle made her announcement about the about her little home, um, her grand plans. Her- what I loved, where everyone else was like, "We're not that interested." <laughs> Yeah. Why Why are we here? Okay, you want to live in a car. Great. I don't know that we needed 20 minutes on that. No. I don't know that it needed to be uh, a family meeting. I don't know that it... But you know what? I love Janelle and I want happiness for her. I will say again, though, this, this was another... This episode was another reminder to me that Janelle was in many ways the second husband rather than the second wife, because she got to have a career. She worked outside the home. She worked her ass off. Some might say the only husband. Yeah. Well, when you're thinking about it that way, sure. Um, but yeah, I also, the other note that I made about this was that Cody was, you wanted to raise this Robin. Um, Cody was heard laughing off screen during Mary's ITM. So one thing I do is, look, I'm not saying I'm incredibly observant, um, but I have a massive bullshit detector. And you guys have already seen this because I bitched about Married at First Sight and I bitched about 90 to Fuck when, like, that fourth wall gets broken you can see the hand at play. Um, I've never seen what they call an in-the-moment, those kind of uh, testimonials that people give, apparently one-on-one to the cameras, I've never heard another cast member laugh in the background. And Cody is in the background when Mary is giving her interview. And that is troubling as hell. And we will get on to the patriarchy stuff. But be afraid, be very afraid. Like, in space, no one can hear you do an interview by yourself because Cody is right next to you. But I, I, I have a feeling that... They film these on different days and that maybe he was there on the same day as Mary. I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, but the whole point is they're supposed to speak their hearts in that moment. No, I, I, look, I agree with you. That is coercive control. And like the producers should have said, no, we do this one-on-one guy. But either She might have wanted him there. It creeped me out. Robin, you forget, Mary very much holds the reins in that relationship, regardless of what he says. Because as as I say, Mary is looking down the barrel of a metaphorical rifle with Cody in her sights. And it's till death do they part. Right. Till death they do part. Excuse me. I'm always getting that wrong. Everyone gets As you are want to remind me. Oh, it annoys me. When people say, till death us do part, it's like, no, till death. Oh, God. (laughs) Nope, I'm not letting you edit that out. (sighs) Okay, so uh, the other, (laughs) before we move off of the, before we move off of that theme and onto another one, um, I just wanted to say uh, Cody is seems to be hoping to pay off the... So in order to... Uh, can we do our planning regulations spot of the week? <sighs> do we need a jingle? No, I don't want to talk about it. But basically in order to divide up or reconfigure the lots that they purchased, they have to pay off the rest of the land. Cody has asked that everyone think and pray... <laughs> Um, So thoughts and prayers not only solve gun violence, natural disasters, and all manner of humanitarian crises and environmental crises, they also pay off uh, mortgages. Yeah. So that's good news. They sort out zoning regulations. Yeah. Um, 
Cody also almost keeled over laughing because <laughs> Janelle bought a cart without a horse. <laughs> he planned that joke, didn't he? Uh, I mean, maybe workshop it around, do some open mic spots, <laughs> you know, take it around town a bit, see how the audience reacts. Maybe you can finesse it. Maybe pay some guys in LA to punch up that joke. Yeah, uh, he was pretty confident about it. Um, so without further ado, we're going to get to the the only bit of this episode that anyone really has any interest in, let's face it, because it was this a is little bit what we've all been waiting for. Yeah, forgive me for the, the kind of the male chauvinist comparison, but it's a little bit, stop pulling off the gloves and waving them in my face, all right? That zipper can get undone a hell of a lot more quickly. It was like, can we get to the action here? We want the breakup. Yeah, we do. Um, so the theme I want to introduce for this is uh, different, but not worse. Right. Different, better, question mark? Couldn't be a lot worse. Yeah. So I suppose... I've learned not to fear different. I make every effort not to fear different. Certainly not in the case of, you know, this person's from a different country than me. This person is of a different ethnic background. All of those those things don't scare me. Um, but you struggle a bit with like your life and routine and circumstances being different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, and I really appreciated that Christine was staying strong in her resolve as always. And that she said, we're still going to be a family, family. It's just going to look different. She's wrong. What are you talking about? She's wrong. That's the dream. And a decent group of decent, proper people that could be achievable, it's not going to go down like that. Not with this lot. It's not. They are predisposed to war, and I guarantee that's where it's going. But I think in in her mind, that's what she would like. I think Absolutely. that's the and intention she's, that she's putting out there. And she is entitled to dream of that. Absolutely. And a normal, I don't like that word, but, you know, decent, upstanding, godly people um, would work very hard to achieve that. It won't happen. Cody, again, I don't know why I endlessly refer to Bloody House of the Dragon when I think about this show. But it, it, it's 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 Rhaenyra and what's her face, Alison, right? Mm-hmm. It's gone to that point where there is no fixing. It's going to end in bloodshed, right? It's going to end in bloodshed. When Cody is involved, some of them will not take Cody's side. They will immediately become the enemy. Right? Some of them will take Cody's side. They will immediately be forced to fight. So there's not going to be compromise. There's not going to be different but better. There's not going to be any of that. It's going to be, you can't see that person. You can't talk to that person. That person is not your... It was said, right? You, um, which, which, which wife said... You, you don't get to be a sister wife anymore. If Mary, you're not, right, Mary, right? yeah. Those lines are already being drawn. It will end in blood. It's It was really interesting seeing how the, the non-Christine wives oh. uh, reacted to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it... I think it tells you so much about their character. You have Mary who says that she's she's a very black and white personality for some reason. What was that? This is so bad. But whenever somebody says something like that, I always think about um, that Stevie Wonder song, Ebony and Ivory. Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney. Yeah. I think of it more as a Paul McCartney song. Yeah, it's cringe, right? It might have been on a Wings album. <laughs> I like Wings. You would like Wings. <laughs> um, 
Come on, Jed. That's great. You don't like uh, what's her name though, do you? Live Phoebe, and let die. Phoebe Bridgers. No, I fucking hate Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> but, but but if you love her, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mary says she's a very black and white personality and that if a woman isn't married to the same husband as her, she's no longer a sister wife. Um, and I get that. I think if you, wow. I think, no, here's why I get that. Okay. Because if you don't think in absolutes, you cannot belong okay. to a church like that. I get that. I get that. No, you're right. In a sense, you're not a sister wife. If, like, if you're not married, you're not a sister wife. You're a pal or maybe part of an extended family. You're something different, but you're not a sister but wife. But what I'm saying is you're either married or divorced. You're either with us or against us. You're either in the church or you're out. You're a, you believe or you don't, you right? You can't be slightly pregnant. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. For her, that's, and I imagine for most people, particularly in the plural marriage lifestyle, you really have to think in absolutes like that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, whereas Robin's sort of, <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry. Whereas Robine, I usually put an E on the end to remind myself, but I can't be perfect all the time, okay? Mm, you are. So she retreats into, she kind of sinks into the chair and she's kind of swiveling her big old neck around. And she's going, <laughs> that's so weird. That's so <laughs> weird. Are you guys sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? She really struggled with one question. She caveated it with like, tell me if this is uh, too offensive or this is, you know, I'm asking too personal a question. Or And I thought she was going to say something really like kind of, wow. And what, what was the question she asked in the end there? Um, she, she asked Christine if she still believed in oh, yeah. plural marriage. I was like, who, honestly, who gives a fuck at this? <laughs> right? Who cares? Yeah, I guess. Um, but you know, we watched that, um, Andrew Garfield in some nice suits, in some horrible under suits. Under the banner of heaven. Yes. Look at, look nice. Oh God, he looked incredible. In horrible oh, suits. What oh, a gorgeous, man. gorgeous man. Who knew that take him out of that skin, skin tight lycra and he can look even better. Um, but that was a big I thing. saw him once at the, uh, at the national theater and he was wearing like, uh, like a floor length, black trench coat kind of like uh benedict cumberbatch and sherlock no he's so tall oh right andrew garfield is how long was the coat absolutely then? stunning the coat was very long i don't think now look due to the angle can i rule out that he was um piggybacking on someone or standing on someone else's shoulders you're saying like big ed was underneath <laughs> him <laughs> No one wants to think about Big Ed being underneath anyone, Robin, mm, or know. above or adjacent to. Yeah, right. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the reason I brought that up is that was a big thing there. Like, you lose your your testimony. It's, it's you know, it, it's more than losing your faith, right? It's losing eternity. It's a big deal. So if Robin actually believes... It's a big deal. You've got to deliver big, it in the... It's a giant cucumber... <laughs> Deep, deep love after lockup reference there. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, if you lose your testimony or you don't believe in that anymore, I mean, like, I, I, I was kind of impressed. I, I like for a moment, I was like, actually, Robin believe. <gasps> Robine believes this shit. She really believes this shit. And when I sorry, when I say this shit, I don't. I'm not speaking dismissively as someone else's religion. I just mean this stuff. I'm very straight. Right. She she believes in the she really in the ideology. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it. What I'm getting at is it. Janelle was sort of focused on like, oh, there's not going to be another Christmas. There's not going to be another. I th I feel like Robin and Janelle, and this is my armchair. Um, psychology moment right but they had very childlike yeah responses yeah and mary no, shut right. down mary went right into judgment yep shut down push away push it down you know what? i prefer the childlike ones <laughs> and and it kind of shows you like how much better the children are than adults because the children like that is sad for you and for the world and the adults go 
Who do I kill next? That's, you don't think that's, uh, isn't there something in between? Can't you have an adult response to something that is still emotionally not in this literate family. or emotionally intelligent? It's just sad. Yeah. It's just like you, you lose that kind of, that childish innocence of like loss. And yes, it's reductive and everything, but look what replaces it. The hatred, the enmity, the, the predisposition to war, the dismissiveness. The, the patriarchy. The patriarchy. Um, he, Cody doesn't have time for people who, doesn't, who don't respect him or show him respect. Is uh, he not going to come on as an interview guest then? He says he's going to be the head of his household again. So if everyone is willing to conform mm. to the patriarchy, dot, mm. dot, dot. I have never, ever in my entire life heard the patriarchy, those words, used by a man in a positive sense. I thought that that term was only used in a negative sense. I didn't know it could be used in any other way. Even the most piggy of chauvinists don't use the term the patriarchy as like a good thing i've never heard that in my life amazing that's why this show is great yeah i i mean and i don't we won't go into the custody stuff because i i can't talk about that sort of thing without getting upset that's a very difficult area for me save only say best of luck cody um (laughs) yeah uh it it made me very sad that that Mary has so little regard for Christine that she I mean, I mentioned that she had this response of like shutting down, judging her, pushing her away, but talking about how, you know, she said, Oh, she's never been happy or yeah. she Well, she's you jealous. Know, like this was some kind isn't of Isn't she? Is isn't she looking at a woman who at this point in time, has the potential to have a good, wholesome, happy, fulfilled life. And she's like, fuck, I didn't take my chance and I'm never going to. No, because like, like I said, I don't think that she, uh, I don't think that she's willing to let go. I think her pride is such that any variation to the terms of this contract. Although interestingly enough, she was the only one who was legally married to Cody and she gave that up and divorced him so that Robin could join the family, which is very, sorry, excuse me, Robine. Um, Three strikes and we're out. Can we take a moment before we, uh, before we end here to talk about the vibing lizard? (sighs) He was glorious. He was glorious. I'm a big fan of the cutaways and uh, a little TV industry term here for y'all. They call them GVs, general views. When you go out shooting, um, you always have to say to like your camera guy, "Eh, just get some GVs of the downtown Boston area here. Um, And he'll go, we can use library. And you go, we're not paying for library. We're paying you. Is that like... (laughs) Is that like the TV equivalent of like LBC radio where people call in with their general views? It's exactly like that. <laughs> no one around the world is going to get, no one outside of London is going to get I know, that. but fine. we've got to put references that I Brits just thought, will appreciate. I, as a GV cutaway, like the vibing lizard was weirdly inappropriate for this show i don't i don't maybe it was a subtle nod to house of the dragon (gasps) that's right this is the spin-off of the (laughs) (laughs) spin-off who do you think uh the vibing lizard um will be rooting for going forward i think the vibing lizard has the sort of janelle's uh Janelle's sort of uh, gold dust woman spirit, you know. Okay. She's she's got a the the heart of a of a wanderer, um, and I think that's what the lizard is vibing toward. It's a sort of rocking back and forth <laughs> as that fifth wheel bounds along the highway, <laughs> heading down the highway. Yes, 
Well, all the best, Janelle. May you enjoy your cart. Yeah, without your horse. Without... You got a lizard. Now she's got to Maybe buy the a lizard truck. Can f- pull? Why can't you rent? Here's a question. Why can't you rent a truck she just to pull to, that thing? She, at this stage, she wants to accumulate possessions. She knows that war is on the way. Yeah, y'all, this, this will not be the podcast to talk about um, other people's bad financial decisions. We're just, that's not who we are. No, that's not who we are, but... I think we've all experienced very bitter and unpleasant divorces. And, uh, yeah, that's the show you're watching, people. (laughs) (laughs) You are about to see a battle for the ages, and it's going to be ugly. Now, please let us know your thoughts, your opinions, um, your uh, thoughts... I already said that, didn't I? Yeah, anyone that's already read the book, um, you know, (laughs) feel free to spoil. Uh, (laughs) Anyone who wants to correct us about uh, the names, um, anybody who wants to sort of talk about what the different bloodlines are. That'd be good. That would actually be fun, actually. If If you did it, if you were ascribing... The maesters of the sister wife universe. No, like the... Sister wives. Which, if if we're doing Game of Thrones again, and sorry for the people who don't listen, but I I do happen to believe that that's a bigger Venn, Venn diagram than uh, than I think Walking Dead. Any references we've had, I think, are, uh, pretty much in the culture of zeitgeist. I think we're fine. Right. So here's what I'm here's what I'm going to say. Cody Brown is a Lannister. Right. Through and through. There's never been a but bigger Lannister that I have tar- ever seen. He thinks, he he's, thinks a Targaryen. he's a Targaryen. Yeah. But yeah. he is 100% Lannister. Not just because he's blonde and looks like a lion. Christine is a Targaryen. Yeah, absolutely. Robine is a, um, a Baratheon. Really? You think Stannis, so? yeah. I think so. I think she's way more calculating than a... I think she's more... Um, oh, do you think she's a Melisandre? No, she's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's a bit... Uh, maybe she is a Baratheon, but not I but not she, she's Robert. Not a Stark. She's more like... No, no, no. She's no. not a Stark at all. She's She is a Baratheon because she's a bit like... Um, She's a bit like Theon Greyjoy in that, like, she always falls short of where she wants to be. Yeah. And she's always getting in oh, her own no, way. But she's very much, I have the legitimate claim. And yeah. All that. yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. But but actually everyone's like, no, you don't, silly woman. Um, just sort of shrugs it off. Um, Janelle is a Stark, for sure. Yeah, Janelle may be, may be a Stark, hardworking, good, honest, but yep. it won't do her any favors in the end. She'll get her head cut off. But um, she she gets along to get along as well. And Mary is a Tully. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, that's that, then. <laughs> Sorry we recapped the wrong show. Hey. <laughs> If if you want us to um, talk about other shows, I want to take a minute to mention the thing that when we first watched an episode, we were like, we need to pass this out gradually yes, over time. Yes, absolutely. This is, this is so good. This has to like fill all of October. And then we were just like, should we do another one? Should we do another one? Should we do another one? It's called Am I Being Unreasonable? It stars and is written by um, Daisy Mag- May Cooper, who is our queen. a phenomenal talent. If uh, she did a show called This Country, this country yeah, if you I don't think it would translate to America that one because it's so specific. Look, if you love British TV and British comedy, yeah, and, get you and some you, of that. You yeah. think you're one of those people that can handle the kind of slightly more on, dark, <laughs> on the, yeah, dark but, but hilarious and like on the edge kind of stuff. If that's you and you haven't seen this country, if you liked Fleabag, if you loved Fleabag, well, then that, you will love. That's Am I thing. being unreasonable? Am I being reasonable? Unreasonable. Uh, yes. Am I being unreasonable? Is um, it's 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 better than Fleabag. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I think so too. It's significantly better than Fleabag. Right. Follow us. 
chat to us on social media at Blighty Day. Email us, BlightyDayFiance at gmail.com. You can message me, Michelle Snark, on Facebook or Robin. Um, don't be shy. Don't no. be shy coming for. I got a beautiful, beautiful message from somebody who said that she was feeling apprehensive about, about messaging me. You guys, I love these messages. I try to respond to every single one of them that isn't a blatant attempt to try to bait me into an argument or a solicitation for pictures of my feet. Robin, the people have spoken. They want to see my feet. We need to get in on this uh, on this grift here, okay? So we will be... Do you think I'm Charlie? Is that it? Am I Ew, to- no. We will be back later this week with a little something something for you. Um, probably a, a recap of probably an omnibus of a couple of bits and pieces of the other stuff that we've been watching. Yeah, we're, we're behind on our penitentiary stuff. But don't you worry. We've been uh, like this morning alone. We watched the latest Life After Lockup. We have been keeping up with Inmate to Roommate. Um we have some thoughts. Yeah, but we'll get to that another time. Thank you so much. Have a great week. And see, see you soon. soon.